Welcome to Don't Wait to Write with Amber Petty. Today, we're going to learn a little something. So a very common question is, how do I get started? How do I get? And of course, it's a common question. What other question do you ask when you want to start writing for money? (laughs) You got to know how to do it. So what I'm talking about here is going to be freelance writing, meaning writing for magazines, newspapers, blogs, online publications, things like that. Pretty much exclusively nonfiction. So this is everything from personal essays to six best canned wines for the summer. That's a real thing I've written and got paid to write about. So that's what I'm talking about here. When it comes to fiction and novels and everything else, the processes are different. I've also not made money that way, so who cares what I have to say about it. So this is about freelance writing. I highly recommend freelance writing to all writers. One, just because you freelance write sometimes doesn't mean you have to devote your life to it. If you're a poet or a screenwriter, you don't have to give up your whole life just to keep writing articles like 10 things you didn't know about Footloose. Again, another real article I've written. But writing them occasionally, it only gives you bylines, it helps you have a public body of work, and you get paid for it. So I do feel like it's a great thing for any writer to have, or at least try, because it is really satisfying to see your work get published, whether it's a memoir piece that means the world to you, or an argument for why Rocky IV is the best Rocky movie, another real thing I've written about. So how do you get started? Well, a lot of times people think you go to journalism school or go get an MFA, and that is... Uh, not necessary. Now, you can get an MFA and you can go to journalism school if you want to be a reporter at a major newspaper or outlet. Yes, that's a great way to go. But if freelance writing is just a form of writing you want to experiment with, you don't need to do that. In fact, you don't really need any degree at all. I interviewed an editor for my class in an extra workshop we had, and someone asked, like, should you get an MFA? Do most of your writers that work under you have MFAs? And he said, I actually have no idea where any of them went to school. I couldn't tell you. I've never looked at their resume. And he's talking about staff and mostly freelance writers who he works with regularly. He has no clue what their background is. He just saw their previous work and than the work they did for him, and that was enough. So you don't need any special degree to get started. If you have one, great, fantastic. If you don't have one, that is also totally fine. All you really need to get started is a sample. And this is where we get, well, but how can I get a sample if I don't have any work? Because nobody's going to give me work if I don't have a sample. And then if I don't sample, I don't get work. And then what am I doing? You know, that whole parade begins. The glory of writing is that you can make your own samples. And with freelance writing, it's even easier because you're not writing a whole spec script of a pilot, a TV show. No, you just have to write an article. Pick something you're interested in, write it in the style of a publication you might like to write for, and make it at least 500 words. This could be longer, could be... 1,000, 1,500 words, it really doesn't need to be any longer than that. 
but just look at those places you like. Basically, copy their formatting. I'm not saying copy their words. You don't ever do that. But just the format. Do they have long intros and no conclusion? Do that. Do they tend to break things up with multiple subheads? Do that. The content and the words and the ideas are all your own. You're simply using their style. And this isn't plagiarism. When you write for them for real, you'll be doing the same thing, where you will be matching their style, but still bringing your own words and voice and ideas to the article. When you write a spec piece, please keep this in mind. Though it's your first piece, it doesn't need to be the pinnacle of you as a writer. It doesn't. There's a lot of pressure on a first of everything. You know, your first Instagram post, your first TikTok, your first article. It feels like, oh my God, everybody's going to see this. This is my first impression. And this is what people are going to judge me on. I don't want to waste it on something bad. But the reality is not that many people are going to see this. And even people that see it probably won't remember it for very long. The first impression is just, hey, that person wrote something. That's really all that happens from writing this first article. So don't put the pressure on yourself to make it the ultimate piece or your life's work. No, because you're not here to give your life's work. You're just here to show, hello, I am a writer. I know how to write in the style of these places. And here's proof that I can put words together. And that's it. After you've written your spec piece, make sure to go through it and edit it. Again, you don't have to take forever on this, but do make sure it's clean of typos and things like that and that the idea is clear. It doesn't have to be the funniest, the wittiest, the most beautiful prose. Just make sure that your idea is clear. Are you clearly articulating the main question of the premise and answering that question? Great. If it's clear, post it somewhere online. I like to use Medium for this just because it's an easy place to post things publicly and then you can send that link to editors with your pitches. So it's just an easy way for people to see it. You could also post it if you have a Substack. you could do that. You could post it on your own blog, that's okay. I know, it seems impossible that an editor is going to look at somebody's blog and go, yes, please take my money and write this for me. But they do. I had a student who only had one sample and it was a satire piece that she wrote for Medium. But she had an idea for Thrillist and wanted to pitch it before she had a chance to make another spec piece. So she just pitched her idea anyway, gave the link to her sample and got a yes. And she got to write about podcasts for Thrillist for $300. And now she didn't need to write up another spec piece because now she had a byline she can use in all her future stuff. This spec piece, again, is not the world doesn't revolve around it. Simply having something there is kind of all that matters. Because editors repeatedly in callouts will ask, please link to your work. The reason they repeatedly ask that is because people don't do it. So by linking to anything, you are already a little bit ahead of the game. So once you have your piece online, share it. Now this is optional. I don't always like sharing my work. And when I started, 
I didn't share anything. I didn't share a single thing ever. I was on Facebook like a regular person, but I did not promote my work very rarely. I didn't have Twitter. I didn't put it on Instagram. I didn't do any of that. So if sharing it is a bridge too far at the moment, that's okay. It's no big deal. But if you can, I highly recommend even just sharing it with your friends. It also helps you get over that idea that people are immediately going to be bitchy about your work. Because yes, the internet is full of people that are assholes. We all know that. And along the way, you will eventually get comments from idiots. That's, that's a guarantee. But with everything that goes on in the world, it's easy to imagine that that happens every single time and that you're going to be constantly faced with a wall of negativity. And I've found that that isn't true. And especially when you're just starting out and you've written something for yourself and you share it with friends, even though they're your friends, even if you think, oh, they're just saying it because they're my friend, it is still nice to have people say they like your work. And when they like it and it makes you feel good, you're only going to be more likely to write more and pitch more. So I do recommend sharing it simply so that you can get that little bit of positive feedback. So you have your spec piece, you've shared it if you wanted to, just to get that bonus positive feedback. So once you have your spec piece and you've shared it, that's it. You can get started. You can start pitching editors. Yay! What is pitching? Oh, well, you're just going to have to wait and see. <gasps> cliffhanger oh the first cliffhanger of the podcast so i will talk all about pitching next week so if you don't have a spec piece well golly it is the perfect time to do it do it in this week so you can be ready to go for next week now for all my writers out there that have samples and all of that thank you for listening at all <laughs> i appreciate it and you can use those samples even if they're older even if they're 10 years old if you have previous published samples those are enough to start pitching again. Or if you had a blog, just anything you feel comfortable sharing that's online and in the form of an article, meaning sharing videos or scripts or things like that, that won't really help you. But if you have articles that are previously published, you can skip this step and go right into pitching, which again, I will cover next week. Thank you so much for listening this week. Please rate and review the podcast. It helps so much. And tell a friend who might like this so they can get a little more writing done themselves. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer on the show, I would love to answer them. Email me at amber at amberpetty.com. That's it for today. I can't wait to see what you write.